How's it going today, guys? I'm back here live in the studio once again for another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Today is Friday, August 30th, 2019, and so y'all know what that means. Tomorrow is Saturday. It's our first college football Saturday. I am pumped for tomorrow. Got a lot of bets out. They'll be on my Twitter at TP3Wins and on Instagram at TP3Bets. So y'all go check all that out. I'm handing out free money to the people. Gotta love it. All right, guys, so I'm going to give you all a little rundown here. I'll give you all my max bets, and I'm just going to talk a little bit about a couple games you know, that I think will be fun to watch. Obviously, I'm not going to go through every single game that I bet. That'll be that'll be too much. Usually, I would do my typical show pattern for how I do on, for a weekend podcast, but under certain circumstances, it's just me doing it today, but I got a great show for you all. did a lot of research, put a lot of time into this, so I hope you all like it. All right, guys, so we're going to go ahead and get things going here. First game on the slate, 12 o'clock kickoff on ABC, Ole Miss at the Memphis Tigers. This game is being played in Memphis, and I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm very, very, very hyped for this game. I think it's going to be a fun one to watch. You know, people don't realize this, but Ole Miss and Memphis are pretty close. Like, if you want to fly to go to Oxford, you got to fly into the Memphis airport, you know? Like, the Memphis Grizzlies, that's the closest NBA team you got to Oxford and to Mississippi. These teams are a lot closer by, and this is a huge rivalry. I mean, Anthony Miller, former Memphis players, posting about it. Today on Instagram, you know, guys, the Tigers are legit, and they've beaten Ole Miss many times before, and they're going to try to take it to them out here. So Memphis has got a lot back. The spread is 5.5, and, and Memphis is the favorite, minus 5.5. And, and you know what, guys? This is going to be a good game, I think. The Memphis has their leading wide receiver back. They have a running back returning here with over 200 carries. Believe it or not, if you, you think, you know, you lose Tony Pollard, you lose Darrell Henderson to the NFL— I say not so fast, though. They got plenty of offensive productivity coming back here. Memphis last season was top 15 in the NCAA in running the football. They love to run that damn football, and that's exactly what they're going to do. They have eight starters back on defense. Their uh, coach, Norvell, you know, he's put tons of assistance out everywhere. You know, it's not like that this team isn't putting player. You know, they're not, they're not, they're definitely producing talent and putting talent everywhere in college football. This is a very talented school you got here and team here with Memphis. Um, they're seventh in returning production on the offensive side of the ball in the NCAA, and that's when you lose Tony Pollard and Darrell Henderson. So that's crazy right there. They added three JUCO offensive linemen that were all three stars. They also have two seniors back on the offensive line. This should be an experienced group that knows what they're doing. And basically their whole defense last year was sophomores, which they pretty much have all of them back. Um, Memphis starters-wise, they have 14 back, six on offense, eight on defense. So that defense can be very experienced for all these all these now juniors. I really, really think that they can do some good things over there. They can get Ole Miss off the field. From the Ole Miss side of things, though, <clears throat> we have so they have three offensive starters back, including Jordan, quarterback Jordan Tamu is not coming back. So that's huge right there. You don't have your quarterback back, and you have three offensive starters back. Three. On top of that, you have 10 starters back on defense, which is a good thing for him, but they just had a bull ban handed down. And like I said earlier, Memphis has got all the motivation in this game. Also, key trend to play on here. The SEC might be the king of college football, but his non-conference dogs of six points or more, which this game opened at, at uh, Memphis minus six and a half. Of course, it's getting hammered by the public as over 65% of the tickets are on, on, uh, are on Ole Miss right now, which who's shocked by that? I mean... Everyone loves to hammer the SEC when they see they're getting points. But through one, weeks one through three, they're 1-20 straight up and 6-15 and against the spread. That's 28.6% against the spread. That's terrible. 
That's an exact, you know what meets that one right there? Ole Miss. And that's exactly why, guys, that I'm on the Memphis Tigers. Not just because of that trend, but because all the other factors I told you guys right there. Yeah, yeah, Ole Miss might have all those defensive starters back, but they're going to get tired. And quite frankly, the Ole Miss defense was not very good last year. They gave up a lot of points, and they were on, out there on the field a lot. I think it's going to be more of the same. I look for Memphis to be pumped up and hyped up. You know, this program's gotten better over the last couple of years. I look for them to come out here and march up and down the field all day. It's going to be a long day, I think, for for the running Rebels, and they're going to go running back to Oxford crying. So I got Memphis in this game, minus 5.5. This will be on there. It's just a one-unit play, though. So look out for that one. Go play that one tomorrow. Go run to the window as quick as you can. Next game up on here, I'm going to go at 3.30. I'm going a little out of order by times, but... I mean, sorry, not at 3.30. This is the this is the game of the day, guys. This is the night game right here. Oregon plus three and a half against Auburn. Oregon's got 17 starters back in total. That's the fourth most in college football, including 10 on the offensive side of the ball. They bring in Kayvon Thibodeau, the number one overall recruit in college football, which is also a big plus for them. So, you know, I think, guys, there's a lot back here for Ole Miss in this situation. You know, a lot of people are, I mean, what am I saying for Ole Miss, for Oregon? They got a lot back here, plus adding Kayvon Thibodeau. I mean, this guy's a freak, you know. He's the number one overall recruit defensive end. He's going to be in that backfield all day long, giving Auburn all kinds of problems here. I think Justin Herbert in this offense is going to be running well here to start the season off. They had a lot of time together. I think Oregon's going to put a lot of points up. When you look at the flip side of things here for, for Auburn, they have seven starters back on both sides, which is not terrible. Derek Brown's going to be holding down that D-line. And, you know, it's a good defensive unit for Auburn. I mean, I don't think it's going to be, you know, crazy points put up here by Oregon, but this is why that I'm not huge on Auburn. They have a true freshman starting quarterback here, Bo Nix, and they're going to lean heavily on Jertavius Whitlow, their running back. So, you know, between those two guys there, I don't quite know if Auburn can get this done. I mean, a true freshman quarterback in this kind of environment, this game's being played in Jerry World, which is the Cowboys Stadium in Dallas, Texas. You know, as much, I, Auburn might be able to win this game. I think three and a half points is a great spot. If you're one of those people who likes to buy points, by all means, go ahead and buy them. But trust me, it's worthless in the long run to buy points. You know, I'm go, I'm going with the Ducks here. I'm quacking all the way back. I'm quacking all the way to the window, you know. I, I like I got to go with Oregon here in this situation, guys. I'm going to swim in cover. This is a max bet for me, a two-unit bet. So however you do your units, go ahead, take bet on this one. Um, next game I got up here, this is a game got moved to ESPN at 7.30. The Dogs make the trip up to Nashville to play the Vanderbilt Commodores. And, you know, there's a great trend in play here in this one. Since 2007's um, teams that play, that play in the same conference, a.k.a. Georgia and Vandy, both in the SEC, um, that are a dog of eight points or more when they're at home. Um, they're 0-8 against the spread, losing by 30.1 points points per game and failing to cover by 13.1. And that is exactly the spot we have here with Georgia's a minus 21.5 point favorite on the road at Vandy. Look, Georgia's got six starters back on both sides of the ball, but they have the best offensive line in college football here. They they got their running back uh, DeAndre Swift and one of the with they have James Cook as well in the backfield. I'm drawing a blank on the name of their other two running backs, but a loaded up backfield. You got quarterback Jake Fromm back here, who's a Heisman Trophy candidate. You know a lot of people are down on the dogs just because they're missing some wide receivers. I say not so fast. I think Georgia's the second most talented team in the nation, and I think this line should be. You know if this game was played in Athens, I think it'd be 31 points or more. 
So I think that we're getting a great, great uh, differential here in lines. Also, Georgia, you know, they struggled last year getting getting to the quarterback. Two years ago when they went to the Final Four, they got 34 sacks. This last year they only had 24. I think we can see a pass rusher step up as they had a lot to replace from that last defense. And I think they'll be able to get to, be, get to the quarterback a little bit better this season. Vandy, on the other hand... They have seven starters back on offense, five on defense, and Derek Mason, you know, he's more of a defensive coach, which is what's supposed to be the strength of this team, but I say not so fast here. They um, lost the school's um, leading passer last season, drawing a blank on his name. Um, Kyle Shermer, I believe is his name. They lost him to the NFL. He's done. And they they still haven't decided on a starting quarterback here. You got Riley Neal or Deuce Wallace. They're battling out for quarterback. They haven't announced anything yet, so you know we might see two different quarterbacks here, which is not good for a team that's coming into a play a Georgia team that already knows its identity and knows what they want to do. Um, they got running back Keyshawn Vaughn back, who ran for a thousand yards last year. He did hurt his shoulder in the season, but he should be fully recovered from that. Wide receiver, they have lips to come back at wide receiver, one of their leaders, and their tight end Jared Pinkney back. So you know they got good offensive weapons, but I don't know if that line is going to be able to hold up against this UGA pass rush. Also, they could not get teams off off the field on the third down or stop the run. I mean, I've watched Georgia play a ton of times. Georgia is not going to have a problem with handing the ball off to the stable backs. They have four good running backs saying hand the ball off 30. 40, I mean, if Georgia ran the ball every play and passed it 10 times, they'd be perfectly fine with that. Georgia wants to run the ball. They want to bully you in the trenches, like I said, with that huge offensive line. I think they're going to bu- play bully ball here against Vandy. They're going to get up big, and this Vandy defense is going to be stuck out on the field all game long. They're very young at the linebacker's position as well, which I look for Georgia to expose. I think this is a horrible matchup for Vanderbilt week one. You know, if they were maybe playing once they had gotten some more quarterback experience and figured out what they wanted to do in this quarterback battle, I think it'd be a better spot for them. Horrible spot here for Vandy, and we got a great trend in play, an 0-8 against the spread trend, which would Vandy being the team that would be 0-8 against the spread in this situation. I like the dogs minus 21.5 here to cover. All right, let's move here now to my is this the yeah this is the third game that we've done or this will be the fourth game actually I discuss here I've got one left and y'all are going to be like of course you pick this one because yes I am going to talk about Florida State Boise State and yes I do have a good bet on that one and you can say actually you know what I'll, I'll, I'll lay off for a minute and get to that one in a minute so we got Virginia Tech here an ACC matchup on the road going up to play at Boston College here the Hokies are minus four here and the under and over under at this game is 58 and a half and I actually like two plays on this game I'm not going to play them per Personally, at least, I don't know, you might have checked it out on Twitter. I might talk myself into it just because I feel like it's a really good spot. But I more so wanted to preview this game just because I think it's a great ACC matchup. And y'all know I love the ACC since I'm an ACC fan and all. So let's get down to it here. Um, the Hokies are are the road favorite here, and I think for the right seat reason. They have 16 starters back, tied with Florida State for the most in the ACC, but they have 10 on defense, and this is Bud Foster, legendary defensive coordinator's final season here. I think this Hokies defense is going to come out firing, and they're going to be extra motivated for their coach. You know, he's the reason why they're recruited and brought in there to play. They want to play for him and make him happy. Virginia Tech puts tons of talent in the NFL as well. They got that on their side. I'm not sold on quarterback Ryan Willis, but I think he should be a little bit better. Last year, the Hokies offense was atrocious at times. Um, on the flip side of things, Boston College has nine starters back. Nine starters back this season. Um, the least in college football is eight, so that's tied for the second least in college football, which is, you know, that's not a good mark at all. That's also tied with Georgia Tech for the least in the ACC here. 
Um, they have three starters back on defense, six on offense, four offensive linemen graduated. They do have A.J. Dillon, probably the best running back in the ACC back, probably top three running back behind Zach Moss and DeAndre Swift. I feel like I might be forgetting a few other guys that are getting disrespected right there. I apologize if I am for that statement, but... A.J. Dillon is an absolute freak in the backfield. They also do have Kobe White back as wide receiver, and he was their leading receiver last year. So they got a lot of back of the skill positions, but the problem is you can't do much if you're not getting blocked for. I think Virginia Tech's defense will be in the backfield a lot in this game. I think they'll cause a lot of problems. I think the Hokies can cover that minus four easily. I also like under 58 and a half in this game. I think the Boston College will really struggle on offense. The thing is, this is an ACC road game to open with. That's the only reason why I'm a little hesitant to bet on the Hokies here. Year, but I think you'll probably end up seeing one of these two bets added to my card as I have yet to take a total this week and I'm a more of a fan of unders than I am overs when it comes to betting you know they always want to entice you into thinking it's gonna be a high scoring game but I think this game should go over under the total pretty well and I think Virginia Tech's defense should cause a lot of problems I mean when you got 10 starters back and you got Bud Foster Justin Fuente coaching up this team there's no reason that Virginia Tech shouldn't be a problem all over the field Last game here, and then I'll give out my other max bets. So my max bets right now that I've given away is the Oregon plus three and a half. Florida State, when this game was being played on a neutral site at minus four and a half, was a max bet. I did um, one. I did a bet and a half on this one, so I'm not saying it's a full max, but I think it's worth a worth a unit and a half because I do two units on the max. You know, if there's people who do these two, three, four. I say screw that. You have three units. You have one unit which is a regular bet. You have two units which is a max bet. And then you have three, or, and then you have five units which is a game of the year, which only happens two or three times. You know, so it's not often you place that five unit bet, but when you do, you're loaded up on that one. So. Let's get down to it here. I got Florida State minus seven against Boise State. Um, FSU, they have 16 starters back. It's tied for the most in the ACC. Like I said, both eight, both or eight both ways. I love Ju- Justin Blackman. I mean, James Blackman. Why did I say Justin Blackman? He's the old Oklahoma State receiver. But James Blackman, I think he's a great quarterback, you know. I really liked what he did with this Knowles team. Apparently, he's put on 15 pounds, so he's looking better. We also brought in Kendall Bryles as the offensive coordinator here. Um, I think that, I mean, we know what he did with Art Bryles back when they were at, Bo- or at Baylor. I think this offense is going to be firing. I think they'll be much better. It's hard for the offensive line to be any worse than they were last year. Look, I think the Knowles, I mean, if this offensive line can not even, they, last year they were tr- atrocious. They were the worst offensive line almost in college football. They Their running backs were not getting, they got touched in the backfield the most of any team in the league. I mean, Cam Akers is probably, yeah, there's someone I forgot. How could I forget my own running back, Cam Akers? This guy is a beast, man. I'm telling you, next level, Cam Akers might be the best running back out of all of them. Him and Zach Moss, you all want to see them next level. Like Those guys are going to be freaks, but I think Bryles will spring him free, and this FSU offense is going to be humming very well. Also, you know, we had the worst season we've had in over 40 years last year, not even making a bowl game. I think that Willie Taggart and his team's pissed. Also, Taggart might be coaching for his job. I think these boys are ready to come out and prove a lot of people wrong. As I said, they have a lot of the team returning this year, and I think they're pissed off, quite frankly, about the way last season went. They're going to come out firing. Um, on the flip side of things, Boise State does have 13 starters back, six on offense, seven on defense, but they always have an experienced quarterback. They're starting a true freshman quarterback in this game, and Robert Mahomes. They're also cro- traveling cross country to come play in the heat in the horrible weather of Florida. That is a huge negative right there. Also, they're starting running back this season. Will only have ran for 128 yards last year. And Boise will be kind of you know going through a rotation of a bunch of young running backs. Typically, they have a, have a workhorse who carries the load in that backfield. It's not the case this time. They could not keep. The 
the QB upright last season. I think this could be a problem again here against Florida State in these conditions. You know, I think it's going to be hot. I think the Knowles are going to take it to them early and often. I like Florida State minus seven, six and a half on some sites, whatever you're using. I think the Knowles get the cover here and get the big win at home to turn things around from the way last year went. I think they're pissed off about that. So I'm on the Knowles big tomorrow. Um, last bet here. I'm not going to go in depth in this game because it really doesn't need to, but this is Missouri at Wyoming. Look, guys, this is a great spot for Missouri here. I have it at minus, I think I have it at minus, uh, it's at 17 and a half now. I still like it at that. That's about the highest I would go at it. I took it at 14 and a half back in the summer. But guys, Missouri, I mean, this team is this team is nasty, quite frankly. You have a coach who wants to run the ball more, and that's exactly what they're going to do here, guys. You get Kelly Bryant who comes in. Look, Kelly Bryant lost a job to the best player in college football, Trevor Lawrence. The best player in college football. You can't tell me Kelly Bryant sucks. He went to a Final Four. I think he's being vastly undervalued by a lot of people here, and I'm not doing it. I know you all have heard, if you listen to my other podcasts, me talk up Missouri a lot this year. It's a very good spot for them here. They got 13 starters back, seven on offense, six on defense. I mean, having Kelly Bryant basically gives them eight on offense. They have Larry Roundtree, the third, one of the best running backs in the SEC back. So, you know, I think when Missouri gets up in this game, they're just going to keep running the ball up and down the field. It's never going to get easy for Wyoming. I mean, guys, Wyoming is garbage. This is Wyoming we're talking about. We're not talking about some good team. They have 11 starters back. This is a Mountain West team. Five on offense, six on defense. I don't think they're going to stop Missouri at all in this game. I think Missouri's going to march up and down the field all game long. When they're trying to run the clock out, it's just going to get even worse for them. I think Wyoming is going to lose this game by 30 or 40 points. Also, the Tigers with a spread like that, spread between uh, 13 and a half to 17 and a half, where they're a favorite career in the history of the program, are 17 and one. Yeah, you heard that right. 17 and one ATS in the history of the program. There's no way Missouri doesn't cover the spread, guys. I'm all over Missouri here. Two-unit bet for me once again. Once again, my max bets are Oregon plus 3.5, Missouri minus 14.5, and, and then and then Florida State a bet and a half at minus, uh, at minus 7. Also have the dogs for a unit at minus 21.5. The rest of my card will be out on Twitter tomorrow. You can follow me on the Action Network app. It's already all on there. Everything will be posted. We're loading up for a big day. I already got plays out for tonight. Rutgers was my other um, max bet, and that one's already been posted. That game is about to start here in the next uh, 20 minutes as I'm doing this podcast a little after work on Friday. So guys, I'm excited for college football tomorrow. I hope y'all are just as much in the future when NFL and everything's around. We're going to be breaking down three games from the NFL, two from college football, the biggest matchups. Some weeks it might be a few more if it's bigger, and then we'll go to the best bets and then just kind of talk about just like whatever we're looking for and what we're excited to watch that weekend to round out the podcast. Um, it's probably the last time I do it is my, by myself though from now on. I'll have someone else on here, but I appreciate everyone tuning in, guys. I love talking about college football, and man, do I love football. So I'm excited for tomorrow. I hope y'all are too, and I'll see you guys. Let's get this money. Also, follow me on Twitter at TP3Wins, on Instagram at TP3Bets. Get at me. Ask me for advice. I'll respond to all y'all. Tell me I'm an idiot. Tell me whatever y'all want to. I love to interact with y'all, so I'll see y'all. Hope y'all have a good weekend.